Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that's really designed to help to take your business to the next level. What I try to do is take different topics and themes that I think are especially relevant to really have you think about and reflect on. You know, for the last six, seven months, I've been focusing on a particular area a lot of which is really zeroed in on sales and sales acumen. And while today I'm going to be touching or having some threads that connect the dots there, I'm really uh, going to be talking a little bit more broadly uh, about the subject of kind of the environment we're in, the times we're in. This podcast series is supported by Professional Remodeler, as well as many of my strategic alliances as engage in others that are really out there to try to help you take your business to the next level. So with that being said, recently I just did a keynote talk at the Pinnacle Experience in Philadelphia with Professional Remodeling Magazine, and they asked me to really address this question of what's happening out there. Now, you know, many of you get all sorts of opening questions in any conversations with someone, and it's oftentimes related to, you know, what's the weather like, what's going on out there, how are you doing, what's happening. And I'm going to take the next roughly about 20 minutes, and I'm going to share many different elements of that I'm seeing what's happening out there. Now, the reason that I think this is especially important, I think, to you, the remodeler, uh, is that you are out there and on an island. That island has certainly perspectives of the day, of the month, of the week. And oftentimes you see clouds rolling in and you don't know necessarily what the weather patterns are going to be moving forward. Now, I'm certainly not a psychic, nor do I have a crystal ball, but I do touch more than a billion dollars of remodeling activity with different remodelers all around the country. So when I can aggregate some of the things I'm seeing, it creates kind of a weathered pattern, so to speak, so that you can actually not so much predict long-term what's going on, but you can at least make sense of what's going on so you can go into your day-to-day and make the best and healthiest decisions. So there's really several parts to what I'm going to be talking about today. One is I'm going to be just spending a few minutes walking down memory lane and talking about how we got here. You know, I think it's always good to look in the rearview mirror at least to to appreciate kind of where we're going. Then I'm going to spend a few minutes talking about the environment, the market, the conditions today, and what are some of those kind of variables that you need to be thinking about moving forward. And then lastly, and certainly not least, I'm going to summarize by talking about what you can do about this environment and what you can do about kind of this walk down memory lane that we've just experienced. So with all that being said, on 9-11... Uh, of uh, 2023, I got a call from a friend. And I hadn't talked to this friend for about the last 10 years. And he said, Mark, do you know why I'm calling you? And I said, well, it's great that you're calling me, Ken. I, I hope it's just to catch up and say hello. I certainly welcome that. He said, no, I'm primarily calling you because if you remember, we were together on 9-11 uh, when the, the plane crashed into the towers. 
And he said, you know, that's one of the memories that will stick with all of us forever, exactly what we were doing at the time. And he said, you know, what's interesting about the times we're in right now with the COVID, we've certainly had that 9-11 kind of memory kind of etched into our brain, but it's really lasted so long. I think it, it's important that we just recognize, you know, what's we're, we've just come out of in this post-COVID kind of environment. But as we move to that point where what were you doing on March 13th, 2020. Most of us really remember. And one of the things I remember about that was coming into a group, a leadership team group that I was doing a, a, a workshop with. And in that workshop, I had all these plans on how to take your business to the next level, creating the right culture. But I had to throw all those things out because there was so much anxiety and fear on that day. I readjusted and we talked about the pandemic that was going on, but what we talked about was how long will this last? Like we didn't know what the heck it was, but at least as rational human beings, we could talk about how long this would last. And the group uh, predicted on average, it would last about three months. Then I used kind of a metaphor of, okay, let's build a bridge over three months. What do we need to do right now in terms of our business, our clients, our team, and our culture to build a bridge to get over the next three months, and then we'll be back at it? So we talked about you know existing projects under construction. We talked about communication with the clients. We talked about you know the team. We talked about finances. We talked about all those kind of things as a bridge. Well, needless to say, I was wrong. It didn't last just three months. Uh, it lasted three years. And because it lasted so long or has lasted so long, I think it's really created not just getting back to normal, but these are different and new times that are important to understand. So moving forward, we went through a period of time of chaos back in 2020 that was really the sky was falling and it was absolutely almost, I almost felt like internal and external kind of rioting that was going on in large part because of this uncertainty and all these challenges and pain. We really realized the importance of how we were affected by news, not necessarily how the pain we were individually in. We learned how to do things more virtually. Think about even the word Zoom. You didn't know what a Zoom was before all this started, and now it's become kind of a household term in terms of how we've interacted and communicated. You know, some companies got right back into it later in 2020s, and some companies, even today, have positioned their cultures to be more virtual or work uh, from home type of cultures as opposed to face-to-face type cultures. I started to describe later in 2020 uh, this, this uh, 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 metaphor of, of, of that we were in the fog. Uh, we didn't know what was ahead of us to the left. We didn't know whether it was a, a hill or whether it was a cliff we were about to go over. But we could look in the rearview mirror and we looked and it kind of made sense to where we've been, but not necessarily where we're going. And then as we move forward, that fog was now ahead of us. We had a lot more clarity in and around us. Matter of fact, the home itself, homeowners, you know, remodeling became kind of the silver lining. 
They were hunkered down. It was their top priority in terms of, you know, being in their home and all they wanted to experience is even new ways of appreciating and using their home uh, that they never experienced before. You know, homeowners uh, not only benefited from it, but remodelers. We saw tremendous growth uh, during the pandemic in the remodeling industry. Matter of fact, uh, recently we saw from a report that Harvard had on in 2022, we saw about 17, 15 to 17% growth uh, in points during uh, during the, the, the 2022, whereas on average, it's only been 3 or 4% growth in the remodeling industry. Then we got up to 2022. We started to really kind of describe what was going on is headwinds and tailwinds. You know, and the headwinds are all the ones you obviously experience with backlog, price escalation, inflation, all the things, you know, uh, that were slowing things down in terms of supply chain. There were real headwinds. And then, but the flip side of that, we had so much tailwind behind all of that that really helped us, I think, kind of forge through it. The phone was ringing off the hook. The demand was there. And sales, quite frankly and respectfully, were almost order taker mentality. You know, it was easy to close deals. And we saw record sales for many, many companies, record leads coming in. Well, starting about nine months ago or the beginning of 2023, those winds started to dissipate. And we didn't have the same kind of momentum behind us. Thankfully, we didn't have nearly the level of headwinds, but we certainly didn't have the leads ringing. Phones were quiet for the most part. Uh, sales were getting more challenging, and it created an environment where today more than ever, you've got to think in terms of you've got to make your own momentum, make your own win. You've got to make it happen and not just wait for it to happen. So with all that being said, for the last you know, roughly 25, 30 years, Harvard's always looked at something called the LIRA, Leading Indicators of Remodeling Activity. And within the LIRA, there are many, many different elements that are pulled together and weighted and, and, and considered that really project what the environment and the health of, of the remodeling industry. And as I said before, you know, for the most part, over the last 25 years, we've experienced usually single-digit growth on a year-to-year basis. And this year, while it's down, down from what it was dramatically last year, it's still light level of growth in 2023. So all that's saying to me is it's a little bit harder out there. It's not bad, it's just harder. So some of the indicators that you need to think about and keep in mind, home appreciation. Keep an eye on home appreciation. That's a good indicator. For the most part, based on supply and demand, home appreciation has continued to be good. Uh, In light of the second indicator to keep an eye on is interest rates. Now, interest rates are really interesting, and they're kind of a double-edged sword. Because interest rates were down so low, so many Americans have mortgages that are 2 or 3%. Because their mortgages are so low, they can't afford to buy and move into a, a bigger home. So that just bodes very well for home remodeling. 
you know, unemployment, with the exception of a couple of sectors, for the most part, it's an employment market. Unemployment is 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 uh, very very low. Which again, when you put unemployment and home appreciation together, usually that creates the right kind of environment that that ultimately creates consumer confidence. Housing demand. There's more demand than what we are producing out there. So again, that creates, I think, an environment that helps in remodeling. The stock market. While certainly the news is telling us minute to minute what's going on in the stock market, but when you look back at at the stock market in a very macro level and you go back to the crash of 2008 where the Dow is down six or 7,000 and now it's 34,000, you, you really get kind of some perspective that now, you know, that's not necessarily such an awful thing in terms of when we see little corrections in the stock market. And then last but not least is consumer confidence. You know, consumer confidence is something that's kind of a wiggly thing. I think oftentimes consumer confidence, when they look at, you know, their own situation, they feel relatively confident. When they look at other situations, what's happening in the world or the, uh, the, in, the, in, the, in the nation, those kind of things, I think their confidence is, is really less. But having said all that, you know, their home is really the sanctuary. It is something that they can kind of understand, count on, and predict. And therefore, I think it's really a, a, a positive space, even with all the little wiggliness that are going on out there. So I'm going to highlight a little bit later some additional insights. But for now, I want to talk about, you know, some just kind of summarize into three parts, the the overall market, uh, the consumer, and then the third is your business. So the market dynamic we've already talked about. When we, we have a tendency sometimes to throw of residential construction all into one bucket. But remodeling and new construction, especially production new construction, is so different from each other. And the remodeling is going to be the, the really the strong element based on all the things I've just shared. Another element with a marketplace that you need to really think about is the competition. Now, for those that listen to my podcast pretty regularly, you've heard many times that I for me to say, your competitors, not other remodelers. This is a very fragmented industry. Your competition that that you need to be thinking about every day is the consumer. It's their ignorance, it's their fears, and it's their, their overwhelm. Well, today, however, you know, as really shared by uh, Google and other kind of uh, data sources out there, your competition is not just... Uh, 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 con- the consumer itself. It's all the other priorities in their lives. It's travel. It's the family dynamic. It's all of the other things in terms of their experiences that you're up against. So when you're out there selling remodeling today, it's super critical that you get you go deeper with the client so you really make the relationship with the 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 decision to move forward with the remodeling project much, much more compared to other elements in terms of their lives and what they're doing. You know, we're seeing record levels of travel and vacationing in Europe. Well, that just supports this notion that you're competing against, I think, that. You're competing against their time and their other interests. 
And lastly, but certainly not least, when, when you think about the market, uh, think about it, it's just very peculiar. My good friend Allison you know, really shared with me, she said, you know, it's really wonky out there. Think about it that way. It's a wonky kind of environment. So when you're in that kind of environment, it's much more uncertainty and it's a lot more uh, 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 unpredictability. So I encourage, stop putting so much time and energy in predicting things and just focus more on three months ahead. You know, these one-month three-year, five-year plans. They're all, think of them like they're dreams, they're fantasies. You know, don't put so many calories into the planning of all those things. Focus on the next three to six months, the things that you know, things that you can control, and I think you're going to be much more successful. So let's talk a little bit about the consumer. Uh, Pam Tory with Engage shared, I think, a very cool kind of image and metaphor. She said, you know, about six, nine months ago, she said the consumer has become feral. You know, when she said that, it really hit a chord for me. But then I went back and I actually Googled, what does exactly feral mean? And it means escaped from captivity, which is exactly what's happened as a result of the pandemic and as a result of what the cons- where the consumer is at that. They've escaped from captivity. And when someone has escaped from captivity and the straitjacket's been ripped off, all of a sudden they are behaving differently than they did even a year ago where they're partially captive. So I like the metaphor because when you think about uh, being a feral, many, many years ago I had uh, a couple of cats and my children wanted a dog. So we got a puppy, and one of the cats just hated, hated the little puppy. So as a result, wanted to be outside. And as a result of being outside a lot, the cat became feral. All of a sudden, it wasn't cuddling up the same way. It wanted to eat what it wanted to eat. It was very willful. It wanted to control kind of its own environment. That is your client today. That client has been let out of jail, And in fact, they are trying to control the process and certainly have their own priorities. The second is because of this, everything is your competition kind of thinking, it's very hard for the client to have a sense of urgency to do the projects today. So it's critical, I think, as you think about that, you need to create urgency. You need to give them reasons to proceed now and not just expect that that's the case. One of the little insights that uh, a good friend of mine from Google had shared is that she said that, you know, uh, homeowners today are acting like they want to do remodeling. You know, they're actually curious about remodeling, not necessarily serious about remodeling. And that sounds a little bit something that we have to scratch our head and think about. But what it says in your process is you need to go much, much deeper in that relationship to really uncover, is this really real or is it not real as a, as a project? And then lastly, with the consumer, very important data point out there is that there are, they are willing to compromise on the finishes and specifications to get a project. Now, for many, many years, remodeling businesses have been designed to, you know, kind of create quality products, quality finishes, 
oh, we go with the best of the best of the best of this. Well, because of the price escalation, it's grown to the point where it's not just expensive, it's just beyond what people are comfortable with. So what happens is they push the pause button, they don't necessarily proceed, or they think about moving forward. So more than ever, you've got to sell down today. You've got to push the project scope down. And I know this offends some of the quality-oriented remodeler out there, but they'd much rather have a builder quality window being put into their home that, by the way, is twice or three times as good as the old windows that they have in the home as they do putting in a Anderson or Pella window. If it's a difference of getting the project or not, they're willing to do that. Now, if in fact you can position yourself as a trusted advisor to be able to do that, you're going to see a lot more success. The third element is you and your business. Absolute overwhelming businesses. I talk to remodelers all the time. They give me their, their priorities, the things they're thinking about. It's like juggling eight or nine or ten balls, and no one can juggle that many balls, and they all end up on the floor. The level of effectiveness with the business in terms of level of overwhelm that's out there with all the challenges, you've got to focus, focus differently on t in, in terms of the uh, creating the priorities. What's the, the most important thing I need to be focused on? Uh, otherwise, it's just going to be confusing. I think culture is probably one of the more important things. You know, we oftentimes talk about, you know, a, 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 a culture eating strategy for breakfast. Well, you really think about that clever little adage, you know, culture is so important. And I think what this pandemic has done is it's really disrupted the cultures of the businesses, partially because of the more virtual activities or work from home activities, and partially because, you know, we're just looking at things in a different way. The speed of things is very different. So you've got to make it a priority to come together as a community, get aligned. And with that alignment, you're going to see, I think, a level of success and caring. You know, I, I read uh, a little adage that, you know, when it comes to business, it's highly personal and extremely human. Now, you need to think about what does that mean to me? What does that mean to my business? And then last is you need to adjust. You need to stay relevant in business today. It's so critical. And I think about this word pivot. You know, you've got to pivot today. Those businesses that are pivoting are going to see better results. I was talking to a remodeler last week and he said, you know, Mark, I don't think we've adjusted enough in the last 12 months. You know, it's clear right now we're a little bit misaligned. We almost need a chiropractor get more alignment going on here because we just have not done enough in the last 12 months. So by just making one, two, three degree pivots on many of the things that you do, you're going to see better success. So what do you do about this? Kind of moving towards a summary here. You know, this environment, this wonky environment, Mark Richardson saying stop predicting so much, these are changing a lot of the fundamental thinking and paradigm that you have had in the past. 
So what do you do about it? Number one is you've got to create the win. You've got to create the marketing activities out there. Now, on a very simplistic level, if you're not spending 10% of your time on marketing-related activities, which doesn't mean just writing a check for a, 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 a mailer or doing more in terms of, of uh, social media. It's everything. It's 10% of your energy, of your time. If you're working 50 hours a week and you're not putting 10%, five hours a week, kind of heavily focused on marketing, you're going to fall short. You've got to make the wins because without the opportunities to sell something, you'll never be able to build something. Now, marketing, in my mind, is a, is a team sport. You've got to deputize everybody in the company to understand where you stand, but also uh, be out there talking about touching, creating alliances to create more leads and opportunities for the business. You've got to become more of a hunter today and not a farmer as it relates to the marketing. Okay. Second thing is sales. Sales, sales skills, you know, is so, so important. Now, I've always been a, a, a proponent of, you know, training is an investment, not an expense. And if you're not sharpening that sales axe, you are going to fall short. You're not going to get the deals. You know, how much time do you spend practicing and on the practice field versus using these scarcity of clients and leads that you have as practice? You know, this podcast is obviously a good example of a one way to practice. You know, with Professional Remodeler, they have new uh, practice programs, mastery programs, educational programs in place that you can certainly consider, but you've got to just make it a point to practice. Now, I don't know exactly how much time you need to go to the gym every week, but I would say it's certainly reasonable to be training and practicing you and your team for two or three hours a week. I mean, two or three hours a week is 5% of your time. Think about this as other professional sports. Are you a pro or are you an amateur? And those that are the pros are out there practicing, fine-tuning, tweaking, adjusting their sales skills. And then lastly, it's critical that you need to focus on operational excellence. Most of the challenges that you're experiencing out there are things that are broken or fallen short. Think of it like a spokes on a wheel of a bike. You know, if you have one spoke of the wheel, and there's 10 of them there, uh, if you have one spoke of the wheel that's a little bit wobbly or broken, you can still ride that bike. If you have two, you've got to turn around and kind of work your way back home. If you have three broken spokes, you're, you're broken. You're off the bike and you're walking from whatever place that you've been. Your business is the same thing. You've got to make sure you're tuning it up, operationally excellent, putting the time and the energy into the different parts and pieces, but keep it kind of tuned up. And if you do have a broken spoke, you're going to be okay. You can fix it. However, if you have multiple ones, it's going to really, really just take the wind out of your sails. So in summary, you know, the future is not what it used to be. It ain't what it used to be, as Yogi Berra said. You know, obviously, you need to think about the future. My good friend Larry Green said, you know, one of the big differences is not everything that's happening. It's just happening very fast today, in large part because of the pandemic. You know, you need to make your own wind. 
It's important to think of it that way. It's not just going to happen. You know, there's some out there that are wondering what happened, some out there that are, are uh, uh, thinking about it, but those that are out there making it happen, making it happen are the ones that uh, are, are going to be the most successful. And, you know, stop predicting. Start acting on things and not just planning so far ahead because you're not going to be successful. So now is the time to act. Don't, don't panic, though. You know, you know, there's no reason to panic. You've got amazing kind of industry that you're in. You know, homeowners are not going to all of a sudden go live in a cave and not do remodeling. So it's more about being smart, not necessarily uh, moving so fast and furious into some of these things that you're not going to be successful. So I want to thank everybody for listening to this podcast and listening to this podcast series here. And I would encourage you, you know, go ahead and subscribe. Reach out to some of these other sources that I refer to, some of these strategic alliances that I think are out there more than ever trying to help you be more effective and more efficient with your business. So take care, everyone.